Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Nobody Asked Me. Today is our versus day. So today we're going to be talking about get out versus us. Um, this is kind of in preparation to Jordan Peele's new movie um, that he produced and wrote, um, Candyman. So I want to talk about the two movies that he actually released very successfully, um, Get Out and Us. So this is Nobody Asked Me, but uh, I'm going to tell you anyway. And today I'm going to tell you which Jordan Peele movie is better. So let's first talk about Get Out. Get Out is essentially about um, a guy who goes to meet his parents, you know, the stereotypical, go meet your parents, you know, if they like you, then I'll stay with you forever and, and stuff like that. Um, but there's a little twist in the getaway. Well, essentially, Chris, who is the main character, his girlfriend's parents, Rose, um, are basically like, they're, they're doctors and slash hypnosis hypnosis a word that i'm trying to find basically the mom uh, hypnotizes people essentially she's like a uh, a psychotherapist i think that's what it's called um and their essential goal is to get black bodies um and distribute them uh, basically uh, distribute them and give them to the rich um if you haven't seen either of these movies, this is just a huge spoiler right off the bat. I'm going to go straight into this just because they've been out for a little while and they were so popular and so well known. I feel like a lot of people have already seen them. So if you haven't seen them, this is your official spoiler now. I'm just going to go ahead and dive into Get Out and essentially the full gist of it. So it really starts off with, um, what is the actor's name here? Oh, pause on me while I look at the actor's name. I think it's Keith, uh, I love him. He's from um, Elena, so I can't remember his name right now. Hang on. I'm looking it up right now. Keith, uh, Lakeith, sorry. Lakeith Stainfield. It starts with him kind of him walking in a neighborhood. And, and when I saw it again, because I watched it again a couple weeks ago, I was like, why was he even there? Like, it didn't make sense why he was in this type of neighborhood when he wasn't even from um, where they were, which I, I can't remember exactly what state they were in, but he lived in a different state, I believe in New York and they were like in California or something. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe they were in the same place, but he just lives in a different city, a city, a Keith's character. And it starts off with him and you kind of see him walking, um, in the middle of the night. And all of a sudden you hear this, uh, you hear this car approaching him and you hear this really weird, creepy music, which is great and fitting. And then all of a sudden, in my head, I'm like, oh my god, somebody's gonna fucking kill him. Like, I, I had already guessed that something really weird or he was about to die was gonna happen to him. Um, but it didn't happen immediately. You don't see him again until later on in the movie. Um, but Rose's brother takes him, and you don't know that immediately, takes Lakeith's character and hauls him away somewhere. You don't know where um, until a little bit later. And then you get introduced into the main characters, into Chris and Rose. And you kind of get, you kind of get a feel that at least I did, that something was a little off about Rose. You just weren't sure what it was. And she was very stereo, like a stereotypical white girl that was, you know, kind of wants wants everything to be like magic and rainbows and nothing is really wrong with the world. And, it was like, hmm, 
this, this doesn't seem right, but it seems right. It doesn't seem right, but it seems right, you know? So they're packing to get ready to go meet the parents. You know, he's, uh, Chris asks, oh, did you tell them about me? And as a black person, you're like, did you tell them, Rose? Did you tell them who he was, that what his skin color is? Did you tell him? And she's like, no, why should I? And I'm like, bitch, you setting him up for failure because you need to tell your white parents that you bringing a nigga to your house. Like, that needs to happen immediately. So then again, I was like, this is a little weird. We again get into the weird, weird section here. And uh, then they drive. And the the thing that perturbed me is on their way there is they run into this cop. And if you watch Get Out Enough Times and you, you've seen uh, Jordan Peele talk about like um, different uh, Easter eggs that he put in there. At around this time, there was a lot of like... Um, uh, black people getting killed by cops so when they got pulled over by a, a cop car um, or no when they because they hit a deer and so they called the police and the police officer came and he asked chris's character for his id you were kind of just like oh okay stereotypical black guy now he's gonna get accused and you're gonna take his id and you're gonna put him in the system to make it look out for him and and all this stuff, like just things that run through your mind as a black person. You're like, okay, this is going to happen. He's going to arrest him if he resists, you know, this, that, and the third. You're just like, okay, this is what's going to happen. But after watching it, my fiance was like, but what if she, or maybe I saw it on Twitter, but someone was like, well, what if he was asking because a lot of black people had been disappearing in that part of the neighborhood or in their area that they're traveling to. And I was like, oh, that makes so much more sense than anything bad going to happen to him. But I digress because we never really find out what happens just because Rose kind of just like, well, he wasn't driving, so he shouldn't have to give you his ID. I know the law. And it's like, bitch, you're white. Like, you can't say that to him. If he's asking for his ID, he's going to have to give him his ID. Like, it's unfortunately just going to happen in Chris's case. But because she's white, she got away with talking to the officer like that. And then they move on um, and they actually get to the house. They meet the parents. Um, and the dad is like the corniest stereotypical dad. The only thing that I can really remember the dad from is uh, Billy Madison. So the first thing that I remember is there, when I see the dad, the actor of the dad, all I see is the... Uh, when they were fighting against each other for things like called the brainiacs or something where they're answering trivia all i can remember is going and pulling out a gun <laughs> when he takes it out like i think it's like in his pocket or something but that's all i can really remember from that actor so when i first saw him i was like oh my god this movie is going to be great it's going to be hilarious he's going to get angry <laughs> and throw out a gun out of the side of his pocket uh, but that didn't happen at all. Um, but you meet them and they're, they're very like a stereotypical white family. Um, they're happy that you're there, you know, they're happy to greet you, um, and everything like that. So I was a little like taken off. And then when the moment that I was like, okay, he literally needs to leave this house now was when, um, you saw that the help was black. Um, just because you could have picked like literally any race it could have been white could have been latina could have been um you know indian it could have been somali like you could have literally picked any race 
for your help to be, but you picked black people and they weren't like when you're black and you're in corporate America and you're trying to get a job, most or some black people have like a, 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 a white voice essentially, or a voice that they use to disguise themselves so they can get a job. Like I, I have that type of voice. But you only use it around white people. So when he was introducing himself to like the help, Walter and Georgina, they just weren't, they weren't right at all. And every time that he would talk to them, you know, one-on-one away, you know, from the white people, you could definitely tell there was something off about them. Just the way that Walter spoke, which is the, he's like the gardener of some sort, it was just really off and I could tell that there was something definitely wrong with him even without knowing anything that the movie is about like you can definitely tell something is wrong with him like he's not really acting like how you know most most black people do even if you are like a more reserved black person and you're not like you know all over not all over the place but you're not Ooh, that's a little hard but you're a little bit more reserved even still like you for black people, there's a culture in a in a different way to, that we talk to people, to different people, especially different races. When we talk amongst each other, even still, like there is some type of culture and different type of verbal and even like not even just verbal, but just any type of way we talk to someone else um, it, it, of someone of our own race. It's it's definitely different, and you can tell that the culture is there. So. When Walter was talking to Chris, you, I was just like, that's so, why is he talking to him like that? Like, why is he speaking that way? And it, it was just super weird. So they, they have dinner, um, and everything's just kind of weird and awkward. You meet the entire family, meet the brother, the mom, you know, the dad, and the brother is asking about MMA. And when he asked that, I was like, that's such a white people question to ask, why are you asking about fighting? And he wanted to fight him. I was just like, this is so, this is getting so weird. And it was weird to the point to where it was uncomfortable. Like you felt uncomfortable for Chris. And how I knew that he needed to get the fuck out of that house was when he went outside to go take a smoke break. Uh, or went outside to take, went outside to smoke. Um, and the mother was like, you know, I can get rid of that for you. Cause again, she hypnotizes people. And I was like, oh, bro, you need to go. And she started asking questions about like his childhood and what happened to his mom because his mom died in a hit and run um, and how he could have saved her and all of these different things. And I'm like, this is getting really personal for the first time me ever meeting you. And it's super duper weird that you're trying to, you know, hypnotize me essentially to make me stop smoking. So he successfully goes into the sunken place and... The next day, he doesn't really remember too much, but he knows that he doesn't really want to smoke. And he tells his friend, <laughs> Little Rel is literally the, I think he's like the most slept on actor that I've seen. He's hilarious. He's like, he, I think he's everything that we definitely need in the culture, especially for black actors. He's so, he's definitely really good and he's funny, um, but he, you know, you can tell that he's definitely acting um, in trying to protrude the not the stereotypical like black friend, but it was just like, like he was telling you like what we say in scary movies, like get the fuck out. You shouldn't be there. Like, why are you still there? Get out, get out, get out. Um, so then they have at, at back at the family's house, they have this, 
big like ceremonial thing that happens every single year because around this time rose brings home a black guy so of course or a black person so of course they um are now like basically bidding on chris on like who's going to take chris who wants him the most and this is where you meet lakeith's character again andre and um of course again when you're a black person and you see another black person in like an all-white setting you or just in, in in general in any type of setting that you are you try to look for something familiar so chris is now looking and he sees andre you know off by himself and he's like you know what's up bro like this is the weirdest thing i've ever been to and lakeith is not or andre is not who he should be he's you know very proper and bougie and you know talking to him like oh yes like i completely understand this is rather strange and chris is just like bro what like what are you talking about like why are you talking to me like that and so he was like oh okay man like yeah whatever so he leaves or no his this is when andre's supposed wife comes up and you know he's uh, a code and culture for black people is like, if I'm telling you something, you don't go and tell somebody else. Essentially, you don't go tell the white man what I just said. So when Andre's supposed wife comes in and he's like, oh, uh, Chris was just telling me how comfortable he was, you know, having someone like me here. <laughs> and Chris was like, bro, like, why you tell her I said that? Like, don't tell her that. And it was just weird because it was like, your wife is white and it's an older white lady like I mean that's not weird to see now in today's today's day and age but it was just like what like that just doesn't seem like the type of person that he was and so then Chris leaves and he goes and he calls uh Rod who's little Ralph's character um and he's like man all this stuff is happening there's this guy he looks so familiar but I don't know why he looks so familiar I don't remember if little Ralph's character told him to take a picture of him but essentially Chris went back to the party and he had his he had his phone and he then took a picture of Andre and like Keith's character Andre freaked the f out and I was like oh my you gotta go like you can't be here no more like this you about to die bro like they're about to kill you literally they're about to kill you and um when he took the picture uh the flash was on so he he freaked out and they try to say that it was a seizure but when andre saw chris you know he ran up to him he was like get out get out get out and for whatever reason chris was like that sounded more like him than when he was talking to me before and so then in the next scene you see the mom and the Keith's character and the the wife um is essentially they're back to normal they're like oh he's fine now and Andre's like oh I wasn't acting like myself I'm so sorry and the thing is is like when they they do the whole experiment which I'll explain what that is here shortly when they do the whole experiment there is still the original person in their subconscious because they are in the sunken place so I, I just thought that was so creepy and so weird and just thinking about it now like it gives me chills because like that's it granted it's not something that could actually happen but it's super creepy like just thinking about it is like whoa 
that is weird that something like that like even Jordan Peele thinking of something like that possibly happening to us it's like damn okay <laughs> tweaka tweaka like I, I got you like okay so then in the next scene uh, Chris is ready to go like he's freaked out he doesn't want to be there anymore it's gotten really weird and uncomfortable rightfully so so they're trying to leave and then he goes into Rose's like like storage room and he sees all these pictures of all these like people that she's with basically dating and one of them was Georgina and Walter who is the help and I don't think he like connected it together because he was still like Rose let's go like I want to leave where are the keys and so Rose now has to try and find the keys and as they're leaving he's still trying to find out where the keys are and I'm like bro just give him the keys give him the keys let him go just let him go you got what you wanted let him go and uh rose rose lies and she's she knows everything that's going on of course because she's part of it with her family and she eventually finds the keys but she's like babe you know i can't let you go and i'm like you bitch like how how dare you play a trap on him so unfortunately he gets put back into the sunken place um to where he really can't like function function himself and then you see um a video plays on like a really old ass tv and it's the grandpa and grandpa an important part is when they were on their house tour when in the beginning um the dad's dad so rose's grandfather um was in the olympics and he was facing against jesse jackson i believe it was and he lost against him jesse jackson won and the dad would rose's dad would always say like how he wanted you know he wanted a better body for himself so that that's key and important so back to chris he's now in this like little cellar he's digging he's trying to get out but of course he can't and uh, this video appears and it's the granddad and he's explaining like how he wanted something better his, for himself and it's a new utopia essentially for them and and they can get bigger and better things for themselves and it starts with you talking to Chris and Chris is now unfortunately going to his brain is going to his subcon sorry his body is going to be used by somebody else by swapping the brain into him and but his subconscious will still be there it'll, but it'll be in the sunken place which the mom can then trigger for um which the mom will trigger for chris to be in the sunken place while they do the surgery and that's where his subconscious will stay so after that whole thing the mom's hypnosis essentially the trigger which is her like her scooping her spoon with her tea um but when the son tries to come and collect Chris, he actually puts cotton from the chair in his ear, which was like a really good like Easter egg, basically like he's picking cotton to try and save his life, like back to the slavery days. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and then, oh, then, so he takes the, the cotton out of his ear as the son is unstrapping him and beats that ass. Not very successfully, but he beats that ass. He takes like a, uh, I think it's a deer, deer antlers and he shoves it into the guy's like stomach and i thought killed him uh but eventually we'll we'll find out later that he doesn't and 
And then um, as the dad is trying to perform the surgery, Chris comes out of nowhere and stabs him. He's like, nah, like, you're not about to kill me, cuz. Like, no, 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 But uh, then uh, he's going back up, up top to the, uh, like, he's going back upstairs, essentially. And he sees the mom and he doesn't let the mom do uh, the little hypnosis thing that she tries to do to get him into the sunken place. He kills her. And then he fights with the the son again, who this time eventually does die because Chris stabs him with the keys. Um, and so he eventually does die. And then Rose's bitch ass comes out of nowhere with a sniper and um, basically tells Walter, who's actually her grandpa, to go get him and go kill him. Super duper creepy. Um, and he's like running super duper fast and tries to get him, but unsuccessfully, um, it seems as the grandmother is trying to stop him and kill him unsuccessful. Also, the really creepy thing was when Rose was drinking the milk and eating the cereal. Now I like dry cereal, but to, to drink milk and then eat cereal, that was so creepy. It would just like, it goes to show like to have the character successfully to have the character successfully to be developed you have to do like some very strange things so to make her do that and she the actress also hates milk like just milk by itself which I do as well like that was super that was really good like really good directing and and um yeah just really good directing 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 because it was super duper creepy to see her eat the like eat it and then drink it and just like watch her be so meticulous about it it was super weird it was also a good easter egg to basically say like no mixing which i thought was kind of funny but it, it was really good and then after that um chris tries to drive away it doesn't happen um she tries to kill him she doesn't do it successfully they both get really injured um and then all you see is flashing lights and i was like man ain't this about a bitch like he's about to go to jail for killing all these white people and his own kind like it's about to be so bad but then you see the savior of all saviors little rel pops out of his tsa car and he saves chris from doom um, but there was a twisted ending that shows that it was actually a cop car that a cop that comes to to um, to the rescue and essentially Chris goes to jail. That would have really sucked if that actually happened. Uh, but thankfully, they didn't go that route. So overall, I really enjoyed this movie. This movie is actually my favorite. And I think most people will say the same thing just because it is the original and it it's so close to like our culture and it's it's really good and it's Jordan Peele's first movie and you know go big or go home and I feel like definitely that's what Jordan Peele did and this movie was really really good it was really well directed the actors were amazing the story was great it was really good paced I would give this movie like a 9 out of 10 like it was really good it was fun to watch fun to it was fun to rewatch again when I watched it again a couple weeks ago and it, it was just really good the story was was great I don't really have any complaints about this movie um it it was really great but I didn't really like us <laughs> and here's the reason why us was really good as well the actors were really great the story was great 
but I just, I personally don't think it was very well paced. But here's the, the thing. The movie was supposed to be so slow paced because you're telling this huge story of <clears throat> this woman or this little girl who gets basically trapped on the other side of like an alternate uh, reality of ourselves, an alternate universe of ourselves. So I think it was really well paced. Or sorry, I, I think it was slow paced, but for that specific reason of trying to tell that story and trying to help you understand without being too lost. But I feel like they, I feel like they, they just didn't pace it well enough because it was very slow and steady. Even like during the action portions of it, it was very slow, very just very slow and it makes me very sad because I really I wanted to like this movie really much sorry not really much I wanted to like this so much but it just it didn't it didn't hit the mark for me but essentially this movie um it's about a, a girl who gets trapped in an alternate universe of herself uh, so essentially in the, the most important parts is in the beginning a little girl named Adeline Adelaide Adelaide is at a beach and she um, is in, I think it's called the fun mirrors or something like that. Funky, funny mirrors. Um, essentially where, you know, it's like you can see different versions of yourself being large, skinny, tall, or just normal. And there's an alternate universe of herself conveniently at the same place. And they switch places, which is the twist of the whole thing. And the little girl, the original little girl wants revenge which is why she's the only one that can actually talk because she knew some words and I think the little girl crushed her throat like when they switched places the actual alternate universe of herself this is so confusing alternate universe of herself choked her and so I think that crushed her her windpipes and she also already knew some language so there was also that it was just I don't know. I feel like maybe it was it's too ahead of its time. So that's why we can't respect it very much. Like a lot of people that I talk to when I ask them if they've seen it, they're like, oh, I didn't like it. But did you understand the movie? <laughs> no. Well, that's probably why you didn't like it. <laughs> because um, you didn't understand what the movie is about. I completely understand the movie, but I just feel like it didn't, it didn't hit for me the way Get Out did. But I feel like Get Out was more for the culture and Us was mainly to get that thriller and suspense and that mystery. It just, I didn't really enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it as much as I should. But it was really good. The story, st storytelling was really great. It just, it didn't have that same motive. It didn't have that grab for me that, that Get Out did. I definitely enjoyed Get Out more and I went on a whole spiel of what Get Out was compared to Us but Us is very confusing to try and explain it's it's really like a apocalyptic horror type movie which I enjoyed I still enjoyed it it's like an 8 out of 10 or sorry a 7 out of 10 but it just it didn't it didn't hit for me and I wanted it to so bad because I love Jordan Peele even just as um you know 
Keegan Peel. Like I, I still really enjoy him and I really want to, um, I want to support his movies because they're really, they're really good and they really do make you think, which most people don't like to do in a movie, but I like to kind of guess of what's going on. And I couldn't even have, I would have never guessed the ending, which the ending was basically, um, you see them line up across the world holding hands. Um, they're across the, they're basically across the world holding hands, except for Mexico, I think it was. I think that was like a call to like the, the whole border thing, you know, putting a, a wall around us essentially. Um, but it just, I feel so bad because I really want to like it, but I don't like it. <laughs> I like it, but I don't like it at the same time. It definitely has its moments. It's definitely really good. I think it's a movie that you really should watch, but you should watch it to watch it to, to try and understand it because it's just, it just, it, it's good. It is. I promise. I really do. I really do genuinely like the movie. It's just like, I wasn't as excited to try and watch it again. So I didn't watch it again, but like I was excited to go in and watch it. The words I can't describe. I was excited to go back and rewatch Get Out, but I didn't really want to watch Us because I knew it was going to be slow paced. There's going to be different things that I, I had to pay, definitely pay attention to it because if I didn't, I was going to miss something miserably. But the acting was phenomenal. Lupita had to play two different, well, they all had to play two different people. And it really was phenomenal acting from every single actor I will hands down throw that out because it was so amazing and so good to watch them act this out and I really feel like that the Oscars really did snub them for that because they did really amazing um acting acting out these characters especially with with how well the movie did just based off of the fact that people wanted to go see it just because it was a Jordan Peele movie and that freaking um that song I can't remember what it's called right now but that song I can't even listen to the original song anymore it creeps me the hell out like I refuse to listen to the song because every time I hear it, that's all I hear is the us version and I don't want to listen to it oh I got five on it that one no I'm not listening to that anymore like that's not a cult classic anymore it's a scary fucking song now like and even the the Candyman the Candyman movie uh, is say my name that's the the creepy song that they, like how are you gonna pick a cult classic song and then make it super creepy to where nobody wants to listen to the song anymore that's rude i need to, to do like bootylicious or something so then we can stop fucking singing that or singing like uh uh the that box bro so we can no longer ever sing. that would actually be a really scary song to listen to if they actually remixed that and made it super creepy Oh, never mind. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> Don't do that to music. We love music as black people. Don't do that to us. No, thank you. Hmm. That just made me really upset. <laughs> just thinking about the way that they could remix a song to make it super duper scary. I know no want that now. I don't like that. Don't do that to me. <laughs> but overall, Get Out is definitely my favorite. Oh, also, I also do appreciate the fact that Jordan Peele is giving um, roles to actors who otherwise you would never see. 
like of course like Lupita and Winston Duke were part of Black Panther but really other than that like most of the cast you don't really see except for Elizabeth Moth as in Handsmaid's Tale but and that you don't really see most of these actors you wouldn't maybe you wouldn't even have this movie if it wasn't for Jordan Peele you know emphasizing that he wants black actors to be the main role in his movies usually the black actors especially in scary movies or thrillers are like a side character so to have them be main character twice was amazing and in get out to have them be main characters especially um Chris, who is played by Daniel uh, Kalua, I'm probably pronouncing his last name wrong, and I'm sorry. And like Keith Stainfield, even though his role was very small, it was still very phenomenal to have them be the main characters of their movies. It's pretty amazing, and I do really appreciate that. Even in the the new movie Candyman, um, the director, whose name I'm actually going to pull up, I think it's Nina something, because it's it's really hard to see black people especially in uh, scary movies or just really in sadly in any movie in general so it's it's really good to to know that they're casting black actors which I appreciate um the director's name is Nia Da Costa um Jordan Peele is only uh he produced it and he wrote it with Nia as well so I'm super excited to see that and I can't wait to let you guys know how I feel about that one. It looks really good. I've never seen the Candyman. I'm not a big horror fan uh, movie buff, but once they when they come out and they look interesting, I'll go see them. But especially Candyman, oh, I have to go see. I have to support it for the culture. I'm sorry, even if it's terrible. Like, but I know it won't be. But even if it's terrible, I still really want to go see it. Um, but yeah, guys, that is my take on um, us versus. Uh, get Out. I definitely think Get Out is better just for the simple fact of it was well paced. Acting was amazing. Well paced is number one thing for me. If the movie isn't well paced and it and it doesn't drag, um, the, the movie's already going to be a 10 in my book. Um, but if it's slow paced and it, the build up takes too long for me to understand uh, my slow mind, then uh, I'm unfortunately not going to I'm not going to watch it for very long, but I went to go see Us in theaters and I, I thought it, I, I do genuinely think it's a good movie. It is worth the watch, but it's not a movie that I want to see many times. And it doesn't give me that same like uncomfortable, weird feeling that uh, Get Out definitely gave me. Um, so yeah, unfortunately in this battle, I definitely think Get Out wins. Um, so that is my opinion. Thank you guys so much for listening. And yeah. I also have a Patreon if you want to check that out. It's only $5 to join, so I'd appreciate that a whole bunch. Thank you.